You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined by three of my co-hosts, Nick Floor, Kyle McLaren, and producer Pigeon. Uh, Pigeon, we'll start with you. How you doing today, buddy? That's good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, Nick, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out here, ready to talk some Sharks hockey with uh, the rest of the Sharks territory today. And uh, Kyle, what kind of money did you win at Reno? Uh, I just came away probably even, maybe lost a few bucks, but you know what? It was a great trip. Honestly, yeah, coming always good. Yeah, always co- good. coming out of Reno even is is actually a win in my books. Yeah. Uh, Producer Pigeon looks like he's trying to show us something. Uh, he's he's, <laughs> he's got the wine going today. He's got the wine going. I like it. I like it. Th- thanks, by the way, Producer Pigeon, for uh, running the show in the background here on the Stick Hungry Podcast, guys. We got a huge show today. So much went down in the last two weeks. Uh, with the draft and with free agency and with the San Jose Sharks. It's going to be a big show. Uh, But before we get into it, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. And Kyle, where can the fans find you? McLaren underscore K. It's right. Sorry, right there. And and by the sounds of it, they can also find you by the train tracks. (laughs) Uh, train, Train tracks. I got roosters around me. It's uh, it's it's a total wildlife around me right now. Are you on the good side of the tracks or the bad side? I hope I'm on the good side right now. <laughs> so we don't see a midstream mugging here on uh, on on the podcast. Hey, hey, there's no chimes today, so you hit the train tracks and no chimes. He's not in Stockton, boys. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. He's not in Stockton. He's in. And someone who knows a lot about Stockton, Nick. Where can the fans find you on Twitter? <laughs> you can find me at Nick Floor underscore. That's F L O H R. And I would have to say, yeah, Kyle is on the better side of the train tracks up in Newcastle, so he's okay. He's all yeah. right. Boys, I, can't uh, so, I can't say so for myself, but yeah, he's okay. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm looking at the stream right now, and uh, it looks like it's nice and sunny behind you, Kyle. Uh, what's the temperature like right now? It's probably about 78 degrees, a nice and sunny day. Not a lot of smoke, which is nice because we've been smoked in for the last, what, two months? So it's uh, it's starting to clear up. The weather's starting to uh, calm down because we've been in uh, over 100 degrees a couple days the last couple of months, which is insane. But finally, it's a nice uh, weather day. The wind's kind of picking up, so it's nice and cool. Man, it's uh, 50 Fahrenheit where we are right now. It's just pissing rain. So, uh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. It changed you know real what? quick on us. I'd love some rain in California right now, so I'm not yeah, complaining. That's true. That's yeah, true. boys, 100%. give me the update. What, like, Kyle, I know you mentioned the smoke's gone down, but what yep. is it like there? Is it completely gone or is it still circulating? It today, looks pretty clear behind you. Yeah, well, today right now the wind's picked up, so it's kind of blown okay. out. But there's days where it just sits over top of you, and you can smell it. You can mm. taste it. And that's just the worst because, you know what, there's a lot of fires going on in California right now. But, again, as, as today, this is the clearest I've seen it in probably at least a month. 
Oh yeah, it well, smelled like a constant campfire out here yeah, all the time. Yeah. It was just it was just heavy. And what's weird is like when the when the wind comes in, it blows the smoke out, but you're happy, but it spreads the fire even worse. Yes, so exactly. It, it's such a bittersweet, but yeah, it's clearing up a lot out here in Northern yep. California. Yep. Oh, so we already got our first comments on Twitter, SharksFan underscore O three. Uh, Steve, he says, post this in my Facebook group. Hopefully we will get a few to check you guys out. Uh, posted this. All right. All right. Sounds, sounds good, Steve. Sounds <laughs> good. We, we got you, buddy. We, Thanks, we love Steve. you. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Uh, one of the biggest fans of the show. Um, let's, uh, let's start off with the draft talk. I mean, this is a moment we've been waiting for, for a while, ever since we got our first round pick, I guess, from Tampa. Um, and with our first pick, we picked Ozzy Weisblatt, who honestly... I think we got the number one pick in the draft as far as names go. Ozzy Weisblatt. You can't fucking oh, yeah. beat that. I just oh, yeah. love it. Um, Nick, I'll, I'll start with you. What What are your thoughts on uh, on the Sharks picking Ozzy in the first round? Anyone who uh, has followed me on Twitter or has seen any of my posts lately involving the draft, everyone knows I wanted Brendan Brisson from uh, the Chicago Wolves or Chicago Steel. Excuse me. Uh, I loved his game, especially as an American center. I just loved kind of what his game was but the second vegas took him i was upset to say the least fucking vegas just I was, coming <laughs> in ruining her fun i was pissed off i was like are you kidding me of, of all the teams it had to be vegas it couldn't be <laughs> dallas no it had to be vegas like god that just irritated the shit out of me but honestly with with ozzy and i didn't do a whole lot of searches into him i didn't do that much from what i'm seeing he was around 40 uh, as far as ADP, average draft position, 40th overall. Um, and looking into his story on, on, I think it was Sportsnet or Sports Center. I'm not sure who it was. I, I love the pick. I, the kid's got moxie. He's like five foot ten, fighting people that's like 6'4". The more I look into him as a player, the more I'm like, this kid's got some fire. He's got what it takes to win. He's a he's an Alberta boy, Kyle. You can, you can relate with that. Right. Um, but yeah, man. and his numbers last season uh, with the Prince Albert Raiders of the WHL put up 25 goals, 70 points in 64 games. This guy's got an offensive touch. Uh, I really like this pick, to be quite honest with you. And uh, another cool thing that happened during the draft, uh, Craig Granger pops and says, how y'all living? We need to get Craig on the show uh, sometime soon. He's a, he's a character. Hurricane free. We're living a hurricane free, Craig. I hope you're doing safe. I hope you're all right, buddy. My sister had to vacate uh, Lafayette. Mm -hmm. They came back today, but uh, I hope you're staying safe, bud. And I hope you saw Chase Elliott win the Roval today. Right? There you go, Craig. Fast Uh, as fuck. Fast as fuck, as Craig likes to say. (laughs) Uh, But Doug Wilson Jr., uh, when they made the pick for for Ozzy, he actually made the pick first in American Sign Language. So Ozzy's mother, who is deaf, uh, you know, could see or yeah, could see his son being drafted or her son being drafted. I, I think that was an awesome touch, honestly, by the organization. What, yeah, what you ju- Junior uh, did a great job. I mean, that was yeah. probably one of the most heartfelt uh, introductions that I saw. And to me, it's it's uh, I mean, it's a nice gesture. Again, is is they knew his mom was deaf, and uh, and according to Doug Wilson, it was all about Doug Wilson Junior's gesture mm-hmm. on that whole part so to me it, it makes a good gesture i mean it's more about the player itself and the family because you know what when you get drafted as a kid your parents are coming with you to me like my parents came with me when i went to boston and it was they weren't there physically but that's the team they were going to root for and so to me it was a great gesture uh it, it was all over sports media and to me it was just uh it was a heartwarming welcome to the san jose uh, sharks club 
Yeah, they tackled him. I don't know if you guys saw the reaction from the family. They were jumping <laughs> up and down. They were they were so excited, and that was so yep. like heartfelt and like I don't, heartwarming to see from a fan. It's like, okay, we may have missed out on the guy that I may have wanted, but holy shit, this family loves yep. this. And yep. to, to, to add that cherry on top to, to sign an ASL his name, that's yep. just top-notch class from DW yep. Jr. Like, I yep. really love that. Yep. And a uh, hell of a family, too. I mean, I think he's got three other brothers, and their name Ocean uh orca then there's aussie i can't remember the fourth one oasis but, uh, i think or oasis, oasis. I, I love yes. it I wow love it. and so i think, I, I think let's, let's just draft them all Fuck I it. Think, <laughs> and i think ozzy was uh named after ozzy osborne so that's even better yeah we're gonna we're gonna give him a bat on his uh his if he doesn't need a bat on his uh, nhl debut it's gonna be some problems i need right? to do yeah. that bat yeah <laughs> no but I, I love this pick and like the kids got character i mean Growing up, I heard that it was just his mother that that brought him and his brothers up and, and her being deaf. I mean, it couldn't have been easy. So this kid's had to fight through a lot. And for him to get the chance now, I mean, let's let's see what he can do. But I, I like the pick. I, I like yep. the first pick from the San Jose Sharks. Yeah. Um, Steve says the O-line. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes maybe, oh, I, I, I think maybe that's his Facebook group he's talking about. I <laughs> I'm putting it all together now. I'm putting it all together. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nick, why, why don't you run down the next pick, uh, that the San Jose Sharks took? So they actually traded back from 34th overall. I believe it was with the Buffalo Sabres yes. uh, to acquire another pick. So they went down to 38th overall and they selected Thomas Bordello. I believe I'm uh, pronouncing that correct. What are you guys' thoughts on bad. that pick? I mean, he's, I've checked his highlight reel. I've seen kind of how he plays and there was a, a nice little prospect, um, segment on him and i like the way he plays too another guy that the uh the, the sharks drafted who's under six foot he's a pain in the ass to play against he's got good hands and good feet and it's just you can see what the plan was going into with these first two picks it was about reestablishing ourselves and kind of uh what's the word i'm looking for giving roy sommer basically some some forwards finally after trading every one of them away it seemed like for uh eric carlson so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, very similar pick to uh, Ozzy with the mm-hmm. with the first round pick from us. I mean, I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Last season, he had 18 points in 19 games for the uh, U.S. Uh, development program. I mean, we're starting to see a trend through this draft. I mean, smaller, skilled forwards. I, that's obviously what the Sharks are going for. Um, uh, all the brothers, uh, Steve commenting on Twitter. All the brothers were O's. Come on. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. It, that would be a pretty sick line. <laughs> uh, hey, Anthony. Uh, that's from Steve as well. Um, Nick, is your nickname Anthony or what? Uh, no, no. My middle name is Alexander. Tony, Tony so, on the uh, West. Uh, <laughs> maybe that was the wrong chat. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But either way, either way, Steve, we love you joining uh, joining us on this stream. Uh, Kyle, what, what do you think about these uh, top two picks? You know, it looks like they're, uh, they're adding grit. Uh, not a lot of size, a lot of speed. Uh, and to me, they're, they're adding depth is what they want to add. I mean, I think they have their top, at least top three, top five players that they're going to be, you know, in the top two lines. But to me, these, these younger players are going to uh, grow up in the, uh, in the Barracuda system. I can't see one of them maybe playing this year on the Sharks. But to me, they're adding what they've been missing, and that's depth throughout the whole lineup. And if you if you look at uh, if you look at like Tampa and stuff is is their depth, their grit comes through when it comes to the finals. Is their top players score goals, 
and their bottom six, if you want to call them that, produces uh, high quality, you know, checking, back checking. I mean, putting the teams in a place so the top scorers can score goals. And to me, that's what the Sharks have been missing. Yeah, I, I agree. And speed as well. I think it's yep. it's super important now going into, into the third and fourth lines to have speed uh, throughout your lineup. Uh, Changot97 says, positive picks uh, for the Sharks. I, I agree. Uh, and the next pick from the San Jose Sharks, uh, number 56 in the draft in the second round, was Tristan Robbins. He actually had a really good season last year for uh, the Saskatoon Blades. Mm-hmm. 33 goals, 73 points in 62 games. Also, very similar to our first two picks. Another 5'10 guy, about 180 pounds. I, I think over the last few years, it's been proven that these kind of guys do work in the NHL. You don't just have yeah. to draft the biggest guy that's available. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I love all the skill that we've implemented into the lineup. Uh, Sharks fan 03 Steve saying, Anthony joined us on Periscope. Just going to keep it simple from now on. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. We appreciate it. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, Tristan Robbins, any, any thoughts guys? I like the pick again, another guy who's under six foot, um, a guy who plays with just this, this downhill type of speed. It just seems like with well, the second, the puck gets on his hands, defenders are kind of like, Oh shit, where's he going to go? Cause he's just zooming by people. And the number one, um, critic that I've heard over time for the sharks is they're too old and they're too slow. Well, this is the complete opposite. He's 18 years old and he's fast as shit. So yeah. Within two to three years, because, again, these guys are 18. This isn't like an NFL draft where your first and second round picks are instant day one starters. These are guys who are going to go through the development system, much like Ryan Merkley, much like Timo Meyer. They're going to put in their work, and then they're going to crack the roster eventually, and it's going to be through their skill set that they have. And with Tristan Robbins, he's just an amazing fucking player, as you know, offensively minded. And I think, was he the one who's... You're gonna kill me for this, but he's the one whose dad had the old shark starter jacket, and he yes. actually yeah, wore it yeah. during the Zoom conference. Yep. Yeah, that was just a nice touch again yep. from uh, from his father. So it's just, yep. I love the pick, absolutely yep. love it, man. Yeah, I I love so, those '90s jackets. I, I mm-hmm. love them. I, I need to yeah. get myself a pair. But you know, up here yeah. in Canada, obviously, I can't find uh, very many old sharks things. Uh, Kyle, what, what were you about to say? Well, no, I, I think you I mean you look at the whole draft, and I think there's maybe one, maybe three players total in the first round that is has a chance to top or even play the first game of the NHL season. A lot of these players, yes, but I don't don't see anybody cracking the lineup after that, unless there's something, somebody hurt or, you know, I mean, there's, but these guys are 18 year olds. You mean, again, is, is the Sharks did a great job of, of depth right now. And I think these players have room to grow as long as they are allowed to learn how to grow. But again, it's, it's maybe the top two picks will play in the NHL next year. Maybe three out of the top ten, and that's that's a stretch. Yeah, I don't think. But that, again, uh, Ottawa has an opportunity it. to allow no. Stutzel to not play. Like they have yeah. to bring him into play. And the same thing yeah. goes for LA and the Rangers. They're gonna have yeah. uh, Alexi play, and so yeah. same thing with Quentin Byfield. Yeah. But I think you're, but, uh, you hit the nail on the head there. There's no way anybody else comes in and slots in yeah. directly into those lineups. Yeah, they need, they need to grow. And that's, again, is the farm system, the Barracuda, uh, even go back to juniors if they have to go back for another year just yeah. for more development. But I think the players that the Sharks got, all of them, are what they're looking for. Because, again, is there's no top – to me, there's no top line there mm-hmm. right, now, right now. 
yeah, maybe it's a, maybe it's maybe two, two or two three B. years down, and that's where it's yeah exactly. So it's it's like the goaltending kind of baffles me, but I'm sure we'll get into that too. But <laughs> I, I, again, it's 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 just something that I know the Sharks drafted for the future. It's just now is where they going in the future, right? Like today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the short term future. Like I honestly, I, I couldn't even give you an answer. I, I don't actually know clear cut what direction this team's going but i just want to quickly mention something you mentioned uh tim stutzel how about alex trebek uh announcing that draft pick that was was fucking awesome that was a fucking one guys that was awesome (laughs) i loved it and from the senators of all teams i mean the team that seems to screw up everything they actually nailed that um craig granger saying fast as foxer i mean i'm Yeah, I don't know if he's talking about uh, old he's Alex. He's talking about the Sharks forwards as well as all the racers in the Roval today. They are fast <laughs> as fuck. The ter- the first three picks for the Sharks were all fast yep. as fuck. Yep. Uh, ninety seven says, "Still have my old uh, old school ninety four Sharks jacket, and it still fits. How much? How much? Fifty bucks? Will they do it?" The Sharks need to find a right wing. Oh God, let's not get into that right should now. Should we? Should we right? play the breaking news music for that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. <laughs> um, so actually, I just want to quickly touch on another uh, team's draft pick. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. They picked uh, Igor Chinakov. I think that's how you say his name. So they picked him at number twenty-one. He was slated to go anywhere from like one twenty to one sixty. Which I think is just, I, I think it's insane for me. Like, if you love the guy that much, pick him in the second round or trade down. But to use, you know, the twenty-first overall pick to take a guy slated to go in the third, fourth line, uh, fourth round. Sorry, I, I just think that's insane. Yeah, you go from reaching to just, what the fuck was that? Yeah, like, yeah no, exactly. There's a, there's a difference between getting your guy like the Sharks did with Weisblatt, right? Oh, you could have gotten uh, Paterka. JJ, you, there's so many other guys the Sharks could have drafted ahead of them. There's a difference between getting your guy who may or may not fall to you, and then it's like, hell of a reach. Just what yeah. the <laughs> hell was that? Well, like asset management too, right? I mean, realistically, you could have gotten that guy in the third round. You could have yeah. traded your first-round pick uh, you know, for maybe even a player or some more picks next year. I mean, I, I just think it was kind of a waste of a pick. Even if he turns out to be a great player, which I'm sure, you know, there is a chance, I still think they could have got some assets back. So I, I just thought that was a strange pick. Um, that one really stood out to me. Yeah, it was one of those cases of you didn't use your capital correctly. You did not use your draft capital correctly because uh, each pick has like a monetary value to it, essentially, if you assign it a player or you assign it oh, this first-round pick is worth a second and a third. It, it just didn't seem like the wise move for Columbus to do that. No, I, I agree. Um, and something crazy out of this draft, all forwards for the San Jose Sharks. Not a single goaltender, not a single defenseman. How do you guys feel about that? I'll say this. is uh, you know, Their defense is pretty strong right now. Right now, yeah. I'll say. Yeah. They still need to get younger. They need to get faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that... Uh, goaltending wise, I there's a stretch. They're they're hoping and praying on that young kid to develop in the Barracuda. Uh, and Melody to me, Dark. these goalies, yeah, can't remember his name, but uh, <laughs> the Russian, the one, yes, Russian the Russian, guy. the one the Russian, guy. Russian, Igor, it's Igor, yes, we'll call yeah. Igor, Igor, <laughs> Igor, but, but I, but I, th- but I think that it's just, it's, it's a there's a gap right now is, is missing, and again, it's I don't think the Sharks are a playoff team next year. So they're signing another veteran in uh, Dubnik to help 
bridge the gap between the, uh, him and then Jonesy and Dubnik. I mean, that's all I see. But again, is right now they're they're going for depth on forward yeah. and trying to get faster, stronger, and a little bit tougher. Yeah, they traded what was it, Chris Tierney? They traded Rudolph Balsers. They traded Josh Norris. That's three yep. forwards, three great depth forwards that they Barclay, traded. Barclay. Yeah. Yeah, they traded Barkley Goodrow. Uh, yeah. Melker Carlson isn't re-signing yep. with the Sharks. So the Sharks looked at this as, okay, we got to load the fucking farm system yep. right now because yep. we're not going to later. And they already used um, who was uh, Ryan Merkley was their 2018 first-round selection. They still have yep. Mario Ferraro. Uh, yep. Barring that Seattle doesn't take Redeem Shimmick, which I think they will, uh, they have Redeem Shimmick, who's technically younger. Um, yep. And they have all these veteran demon that are signed to these excruciating, long, and painful contracts. So <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not going to uh, draft forwards. Oh, sorry. They're not going to draft defensemen and they're not going to draft goaltenders. Yeah. So right. I, I like the approach per se because yeah. Yeah. you just load the farm team and you figure out who works and who doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, when you're drafting a goalie, too, I mean, it's not like drafting a forward where you can say, you know what, maybe in three years, realistically, this guy can make a jump. With a goaltender, it can be five, seven years, honestly, yeah. in some cases, to develop a goalie properly. Uh, and as properly. we've seen, a goaltender can go from hot to not within yeah. two seasons. See Martin Jones. Like, 2016, yeah. amazing goaltender. 2020, not an amazing goaltender. And, yeah. yeah, that has to do with defensive play in front of him as well. But at the same time, it's like, you, you just, there's too much uh, fluidity when it comes to goaltenders and drafting them, which is why I feel like Askarov was, like, the huge question mark. In this yep. draft, who's going to pick him? Where is he going to go? You know, and it's, I don't know. I like the way that the Sharks approach this draft. Well, look at the trade value that goaltenders have as well. I mean, Matt Murray got traded for essentially a second round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, down the road, you got to think that they would have a second round pick out there willing to pick up a goaltender. So, I mean, yep. that goaltending is an issue that can be solved in the future, I think. I mean, hopefully, hopefully Igor works out. Uh, Melnichuk <laughs> for, for the Barracuda, but you it's can always Alexi. add. It's Alexi Melnichuk. Hey, he's, he's Igor now, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great! I love that's it. Amazing. All right, uh, I think we're gonna give a, a draft grade for uh, this draft for the San Jose Sharks. Nick, I'll start with you. What What do you think? B are plus. we going? Are we going to the letter system? Yeah. Okay. A plus. A plus. B B B B plus. B oh, plus. Oh. Oh. Okay. Down. I was like, holy Whoa. fuck, man. Oh. A plus. That's a bit okay. of a reach. I don't B got plus. the teal colored glasses on for that yet, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's just it's a B, it's a B plus because you're addressing what you need, and yeah, you don't get the big names, but I feel like given what they have, yeah, exactly. Chain got ninety seven yep. draft grade B B plus for me because I like the the approach that they took. They got guys who were winners. They got guys who were fast, quick hands, and are spunky little assholes. That's what they got, and yep. I love it. Kyle, what uh, what grade would you give old Doug I- Wilson? I'd actually give it a B minus. I, I mean, I like to see them get a little bit bigger and faster. They got a little smaller and faster. And you know what? To compete in this day and age is, is you have to be able to throw the body. I want to see it. But again, it's, it's right now is they have nobody that can come up in the system that can it, you can insert in a lineup on opening day. In my opinion, again, I want to see it. Yeah, but that's why I'm giving them a B minus. But again, it's. You know, if, if we're talking just the draft itself, that's it. But, you know, if we're talking about trades and signings and all this mm-hmm. shit, to me it's a little different, but uh, it's a B-minus for me. All right, I'll, I'll steal Nick's answer. I'm going to go B-plus. Uh, I, re- I really like the top three picks. I, I yep. really do. I think someday they will make the NHL, and hopefully one of them pops off and actually becomes a top six forward. Uh, but overall, I think it was a great draft. 
Uh, State of Hoppy says Kyle would have passed on point due to lack of size, wouldn't he? Well, you're gonna be a little quicker and a little faster and a little stronger. And a little They're bigger. not playing mutants like you, well, Kyle. The guys <laughs> like you are out of the league. Yeah, come on, Kyle. You're you're an anomaly, right? Well, I mean, the yeah, league the league's changed. I'll tell you that. You know I mean, yeah. it, there's no, there's not a lot of six four, six five, six six. Yeah. It's it's going to back down to six two, six one, you know, five ten. Well, but it's and, about um, speed. It's about speed and speed. quickness. Because the there's less hitting, there's less hitting. Who can skate. Well, there's less hitting and there's less fighting. Sorry, producer well, pigeon. What was that? The Canucks drafted a six-four defender who could skate, if I'm not mistaken, from Sweden. I think uh, the the league has changed, except for the Swedes on defense. They've stayed the same. Well, yeah. that's that's Vancouver podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, that was a Sharks we're, podcast. We're a Sharks yeah. podcast. Just give it an example. You're, <laughs> you're really living up to your pigeon name, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Can we get Chang got ninety seven? Uh, told us that they do, they both have to grow physically as well, and I think yeah. that's a huge thing. They're all yeah. eighteen. Like yeah. I don't yeah. remember if you guys remember what your size was when you were eighteen, but I still have my ID from when I was eighteen, and it said I was six two, uh, like one forty five. And being 26 now, I'm definitely a lot taller and a lot bigger. So maybe they can grow into that frame that Kyle, you're looking for. You yep. know, maybe, maybe with especially with Ozzy. Ozzy seems like the kind of guy he's got the grit mentally. Yep. yep. In his game, he is a. It's been quoted multiple times. He's a pain in the ass to play against. And if yep. he's at that level at 5'10 and 5'11, when he's 21 and 22, and oh shit, this guy's actually a 6'2 or six foot one and he's 200 pounds, maybe they can all be like Tomas Hurdle, per se, yep. where Tomas Hurdle gained so much size to yep. become that power forward, per yep. se, but still gain those hands in that quick speed. Yeah, you got to think, is, is these players These players are uh, unrefined. Yes. So they're going to they're gonna get in the system, and they're going to they're gonna learn from the players that are already there and also the trainers that are already there. And you know what? I was, when I got drafted, I was 6'4", 185 pounds. Good God. My second, <laughs> my my second year, I was six four and two twenty. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They have the but it, poor yes. Richard Zednick, right? <laughs> but but again, it's, that's the way it works. Is 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 getting in the system and, and actually learning how to train? Because you know, when, when I played in juniors, there wasn't we trained, but there wasn't nutritionist or how to do things mm-hmm. or how much to sleep or how you should sleep and this and that. And so the games changed a lot more, and that's where I go. As you went. Let's give them a couple of years and see where they come out of it. Besides, like Merkley, everyone was so high on him. He hasn't made, to me, any like advance to be in the starting lineup than he was a couple of years ago. No, we'll see him on the Barracuda this year, in my opinion, especially with I, the way that the OHL is going. Yep. You can't check in this league. It's like, uh, yep. okay. oh, my God. Oh. That is that is so yep. ridiculous. Producer uh, Pigeon, I, I know you're getting fired up about this. <laughs> it makes me want to puke. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> He's puking up breadcrumbs, folks. I've <laughs> ruffled his feathers. I've ruffled the feathers of the pigeons. THL, uh, baby. Let's go. Woo! Yeah, can't, but like that's just unbelievable. No body checking in, yeah. in a major junior league. I mean, these guys are just going to flock to other leagues. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, that's why I feel like Merkley's going to end up on the Barracuda the second yeah. the training camp starts, and he's going to make his official like AHL debut for the San Jose Barracuda, and that's yeah. a name that I want to look at moving forward, as well as the likes of John Leonard, who's foregoing his senior year at UMass, but that's a whole different can of worms. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, the QMJHL, they're trying to get fighting out of the league, and now the OHL doesn't have hitting. Now I know it's because of COVID concerns. So what are what? they playing now? Is it hockey, or is it just figure skating with a stick and a puck? 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. WHL all the way, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Even the ECHL is better than this. Come on. Pigeon, pigeon's a big WHL guy. Um, all right, let's talk about the trades that went down. I know we were kind of teasing them, uh, you know, the day before they went down. Nick, you actually had a bang on prediction. Mm. Uh, was it mm. was it the Donato trade that you had the, the right prediction? Yes. Now, I didn't say one for one. I said if the Sharks wanted to have Donato included with the Devin Dubnik trade, that right. I feel like they would have to trade over the third round pick from 2021 from either Pittsburgh or Washington. And they were two separate trades per se, but I was... I like pat myself on the back there for man. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'm yeah, gonna give that, that was, one to you. Yeah, uh, it was it was nice to be right. That's it. <laughs> that, that's all I could say. Uh, Chango at 97 says, "Just a thought, but do you see teams trying three forwards with a rover and one D man?" Um, I guess. I mean, in the OHL or in the NHL? I think he's referring to the NHL. Producer Pigeon. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. NHL. I think NHL, and I mean. I guess we're not, he, hey, we're, hey, we're not soccer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And he says NHL. I mean, I think to have someone in that position, you need a really smooth skating, fast defenseman. And like those don't come along that often. So I, I think it's a tough system like, to you need uh, Jared implement. Spurgeon or Quinn Hughes. Those are like the only two yeah. in the league right now who play that role. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, of course, of course you'd say Quinn. Yeah. I mean, producer pigeon, you know, West coast guy, West coast. Baby. Right. Well, I am McCarr. Uh, no, uh, Quinn Hughes over Kale McCarr. Oh, spicy. Yeah. yeah. It's a hot take for the day. It's not a very hot take. And Kale McCarr is the Canadian, so that just shows my fandom. To yeah. Fandom to the True. team, not to the nationality. I appreciate True. it. <laughs> but yeah, to the wild, we traded, uh, like Nick said, that 2021 third round pick, which I believe uh, was, the, was the pick involved in the Patrick Marlowe trade. Correct. We basically gave Marlowe to the Penguins as a rental, and in return, we got Ryan Donato. Which I think is awesome. I, I think that's a great trade for us, honestly. Um, I can see Ryan Donato maybe even slipping into the third-line center role uh, for this team. He's a guy that can put some put some pucks in the back of the net. I mean, it, he had 14 last season. Uh, very limited role. Pigeon, I mean, I know you've watched this guy quite a bit because you're also a big Minnesota fan. Seven to ten minutes a night. He wasn't Bruce Boudreaux's guy. He wasn't no. uh, Billy Guerin's guy. And he played on the fourth line with Miko Koivu where they're just shutting people down. Like he totally. didn't really get yeah. any lanes to just bolt and show off, you know, his, his skating ability, his straight line skating ability, nor his shot. And he didn't get any power play time either. So like when you have seven to 10 minutes a night and you're still putting up 14 goals, that's insane. This guy has the talent William to score and I think he'll fit in with the Sharks. Yeah, he was getting William Carlson. That's what happened to William Carlson in Columbus. Like, he just didn't get the ice time and didn't get the opportunity to. Wait, 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 wait. Are you calling for a 40 goal season? Is that what no. you're saying right yeah, now? Yeah, no, you, can't, you can't compare the two. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not comparing the two. I'm saying their situations were relatively similar. No, I, I get you. I get they're you. not getting the time on ice to, to use the skill set that they have. And I feel like Donato is going to be a second power play in middle six forward for the Sharks. He's a good American boy. You, you see that all around the league. I mean, I hate to bring up Vancouver again. <laughs> But uh, your face. no, <laughs> just he, no, he's a he's at least a third line player. I can't see him being a second line power play guy. To me, but but I don't think I don't think I mean if a second line power play guy to me is on the second line at least. Uh, unless who would you unless put he's, out there for the second power play? Well, right now is who knows what the Sharks are going to do because again, is is Thornton come back? Is Marlow coming back? If they're not coming back, then yeah, I can see him maybe slotting in there as a second line power play guy. But again. Yeah. It's, is depending on what the Sharks, I mean, if they sign anybody decent, 
That's uh, not happening. They and have it's three not, million right, dollars in cap space. I, I, I have this, and again, that's where he agrees. They have to get rid of somebody to bring somebody in, but who's that going to yeah. be? So again, it's you know, I played. Put this way, I played with. Uh, I played with his dad. I played with Ted Donato. As did Jumbo, as we all saw that picture of Ryan yes. Donato on the and bench that, with Jumbo. But that wasn't Ted Donato. Yeah. That's Sergey Samsonov. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, nobody said that. It's Sergey Samsonov and Joe Thornton sitting next to uh, his kid. So, again, it's, it's, I mean, I play with Ted Donato. I mean, I hope he's a lot better. <laughs> Better player than his dad was. Ryan's gonna listen to the podcast and be like, Who right? The fuck I is hope Kyle so. Guy? <laughs> right? I hope so. I mean, but you know what? His dad was funny as fuck, and he slotted into a third or fourth line player that did his job. Jimmy, he was a, he he freaking balls to the wall no matter what. But he wasn't he wasn't a uh, pure goal scorer, as you want to speak. But is it again? Is is we need more people to put the puck in the back of the net. And to yeah. me, if he can do that, he's no William Carlson. But again, if he can add 10 to 15 goals in a year, to me, that's an upgrade. Yeah, I feel like he, de- I don't want to say deserves, but I feel like he's going to get every opportunity to be yep. that second line or third line left winger. Yep. And if he performs, he's going to, uh, is that breaking news? Is that what hey, we got some breaking Holy news? Holy shit. Guys. Thank wow. you, uh, Corey from the Corey and Richie show. Uh, but Taylor Hall to Buffalo. We let's let's confirm this. Producer Pigeon, are you on the case? I'm on the case. Hold on. Okay. Okay. I'm sure we're looking that up. Twitter right now, guys. I'm not seeing anything yet. Wow. So he did That's not sign for 3.5 million with the San Jose Sharks. Very unfortunate. Damn. That would have put us <laughs> half a million over the cap, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right, actually. Oh man. He Let's wasn't coming here anyhow. Lake Tofoli's not coming here. Not no. not a chance. No. I, you so, know, and I put that poll out there on Twitter. I think a couple of days ago. What? Uh, major right winger would you guys the the twitter population and the stick hungry podcast listeners what would you want and to got like a 66 percent vote share yeah and it's it's just not gonna happen they just have no money no there's no cash unless brent burns gets traded to dallas yep there's no way we can sign a a top uh, just a number one right winger and and right now given our current situation with a 2.99 million dollars in cap we just can't and a, flat, and, a, and, a, and a flat cap this going into next year, too. It's, it's not raising, so how are you going to sign more people when you have some ludicrous contracts going to play people to me, in my opinion, that should be traded or bought out? All right, guys, we, we have some news. Producer Pigeon's going to jump in and uh, fill us in on the news. So uh, no confirmation yet, but according, according to Elliot Friedman, there are rumblings Taylor Hall is going to Buffalo on a short-term deal. It was tweeted out five minutes ago. Wow. 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 Yeah, I just saw that. Bu- Buffalo is not a spot I expected, honestly. I thought he was going to a cup contender, so I'm confused. And, like, why would you want to play in Buffalo? I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, right now, that organization <laughs> is shit. All you hear is how Jack Eichel wants to get the hell out of there. Well, Jack Eichel needs some help. Taylor Hall will help him. 100%. Yep. Yep. Yeah, no, t- totally. I mean, Darlene it, needs to send the puck yeah. to somebody, boys. <laughs> I just got yeah. a I got a tweet from Darren. I think it's Dreger or Dreger says Taylor Hall is heading to Buffalo pending final wow. approval. And then a retweet from Pierre Lebrun. I'm not going to lie. I would never have guessed the Sabres. <laughs> it just goes to show that TSN's better than Sportsnet. Yeah, I mean, when uh, Darren Dreger is, is posting something, you know there's some truth in there. Yeah, yeah once, you, once you hear from Bob McKenzie, you know it's true, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah totally. Bob's yeah. best. Yeah. Bob father. Um, oh, yeah. It, it really sucks that he's retiring, though. I'm, I'm yes. going to miss him. Yep. 
we didn't talk about the Dubnik trade, did we? No, we touched on Donato a little bit. That was it. All right, so uh, the San Jose Sharks acquired Devin Dubnik and his seventh-round pick uh, from the Minnesota Wild in exchange for a fifth-round pick. So Devin Dubnik, uh, I guess he's going to be jostling with Martin Jones for the starting position uh, in net. I mean, fine, I guess. I mean, this isn't really anything spectacular. He's one year left on his contract. And also the Wild are retaining half of his contract as well, uh, which I think was pretty crucial in this deal. I mean, Nick, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about adding Devin Dubnik? It's just as a side note, the fifth round pick was from 2022. Right. Like, and and also the seventh that we got back was 2022 was, as well. Yeah. So uh, it's that's a distant pick. That's um, that's Minnesota dumping off half of his cap to us. And I feel like the way that the Sharks are going to approach this. Now, this is based off of my guess that this is going to be a condensed season. I feel like it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be a full 82-game season, especially if the estimated start date from Batman is – what was it, January 1st? Yep. So yeah. I don't see how they can fit the full 82 games in there without doing essentially what they did this last year. So let's say it's a 60-game season. I feel like you're just running a 1A, 1B at this point with Dubnik. You're taking a $2 million cap hit, which is like $300,000 more than what Aaron Dell did. And he's an older goaltender who has connection with, connections with Nabokov. So maybe maybe he's not being thrown in there just to give Jones a rest like Dell was. Maybe he's going to be thrown in there to see who's going to be the best goaltender, guys. Come on, fight it out. Battle to be battle for, for the number one goaltender spot. Because Jones showed the last two years that he's not playing to that potential or to, to what he's being paid for. So why not bring in a guy who's got one year left on his contract, who is competitive and who loves great weather like in San Jose because he's tired of the cold in Minnesota. He's got a nice family. He's got the wife. He's got the kids. Why not allow Devin Dubnik to battle for that starting goaltender spot? I, I'm i not going to say I'm a big fan of the move. I would have rather have had someone younger, maybe someone a little bit more hungry, maybe move a big contract out and bring in a Matt Murray. But if this is what you're going to do for $2.17 million, then I, I guess I'm okay with it. But Doug Wilson's betting his job within the next three years on this move. The only the only thing I like about it is that Minnesota's taking away fifty percent of the contract. Yeah, to exactly. me, to, to me, to me, that's the only reason why it makes sense. But mm-hmm. you're bringing in a, a stopgo. I mean, it, it's again, it's a bridge gap goaltender. Yeah. And both goaltenders between Jonesy and Dubnik did not have great years. I mean, Jones had great what 2016, like you said. Yeah. That's four years ago. I mean, again, is he going to prove himself all over again? And you went, the reason why the Sharks got him is because he had a great one season, in my opinion, with the Kings. And that was filling in for friggin' uh, the goaltender down there, uh, Quick. Yeah, he, yeah, he had Aaron Dell's role for, for yes. Jonathan Quick down there, and he had a 930 save percentage. Yeah. So they gave he, him that, that money to yep. be the guy, and he yep. was it for a year, but then he fell off the face of the earth. And made, right. Well, like, like same we with Dubnik. Same yeah, with exactly. Dubnik. I mean, he had, a great, he had a great maybe year and a half, two years. But, uh, I mean, Salok outbeat him last year. So, again, it's, 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 to me, it's, it makes sense in some ways. But there's still a bridge between goaltending right now. And I think I would have loved, like you said, I would have loved to see Matt Murray sign. But you know what? If you're going to extend Matt Murray here, you're going to have to get rid of somebody that's got a big contract that's probably got a no-trade movement. Uh, you know, I mean, limited mo- movement like a yeah. Vlasic or a Burns or something like that in order to sign Matt Murray. But I just don't see it like 
again, it's, it's to me, short term over long term right now. Yeah, it's. I think they're approaching it as a transitional year. You're using Devin Dubnik to hold that backup spot yep. while Melnicek gets his, uh, or while Igor gets, Igor. His, uh, gets <laughs> yeah. his, his work down in the AHL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Messaging from Chain got 97 from Twitter. Jones got his contract at the 16 Cup run, and he had like a phenomenal year. Yeah, one year. Yeah, like you said, Kyle, it's a what have you done for me lately? And yep. so he was like, okay, where's my money? And we showed him the fucking money, and then he was like, I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> it sounds, just... like the, sounds like the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God. This is that, this is the hockey podcast network. I know, but it just sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to lose me, Kyle, again into those American sports. No, I, right? I get it, Kyle. I get what you're saying. Yep. He's the Demarcus Lawrence of uh, yes. San Jose Sharks. He got his yep. money, and he got the fuck out. But yep. it's, it's, it's one of those situations where – maybe Martin Jones hasn't been getting the rest that he needs. Maybe yep. he's not a 60-game guy. Maybe yep. he's a 40-game guy in an 82-game yep. season. Yep. Maybe yeah, Dubnik's the same example. way. They're both old as shit. Well, not yep. old as shit, oh. but they're both on the older side. They're on the wrong side of 30, as we well, like we're, to say. We're, say uh, Nick, where would, you, where would you rank Jones right now Currently. as a starting goaltender in the whole league? Would you rate him in the top 10, top Bottom 20? 10. Bottom 10 goaltender. At and, how about, and how about Dubnik? <laughs> How about bottom Dude, five? I'm sorry, yeah, bottom five. Yeah, sorry. Did, how about, yeah, how about bottom Dubnik? ten goaltender? He his Dub- play improved when yeah. the coaching left, um, but at at the same time, we know Dubnik had some issues in Minnesota. I think there were some complications with his wife's health. Yep. And I mean, you're not going to be in the right head state. Look at what happened to Evander Kane when they had the issue with their child. Yeah, you, you can't expect there. Everyone's human. Yep. And that's the only one that I can really put it. They're, yep. they're human beings. They have feelings. They have emotions. And, yeah, we want to put them up there on the stat sheet and say he did shit this year because he's a sub-900 yep. save percentage and three uh, goals against average per night, right? But that's yep. not fair if they're dealing with stuff on the side. Yep. Let this be their prove-it year. Let, yep. let us eat crow when we're sitting here saying, all right, these guys are dog shit. Why, yep. why do we have them as net minders? I want Martin Jones to go out there and prove me wrong for saying that he's not worth 5.75. Yep. I want Dubnik to go out there and, you know, mesh with this team defense and just be the guy for San Jose. It's like, oh, man, Jones is having a bad night. Boom, you throw Dubnik in and he, he allows one goal in net. Like, yep. that's what I want moving forward. But currently, yep. based on the current statistics, I don't see it happening. Man, I wish producer T was here to talk about Martin Jones. He just fucking loves that guy. Loves him. <laughs> yeah, where's um, where's Solomon Strader, the number one Martin Jones fan? Followed him from L.A. Oh yeah, all that's the way great. Up to San Jose, Solomon. Yeah. If you're listening in live, I would love for your input. <laughs> hey guys, hockey example. Uh, Brisgalov. He you know proved himself as a backup in Anaheim. Further proved himself in Phoenix at the time with the Coyotes. Signed that monster ticket in Philly. And then mm-hmm. was sipping tea on the bench during the winter classic. I mean, good example, Pinky but can you really right? compare anything to Bruce Galov? I mean, that guy's just like on another planet. Yeah, Kyle, did you check. ever meet him in the league? I well, I played against him, but I never met uh, met him uh, besides throwing pucks at his face <laughs> <laughs> and checking hip checking his uh, his teammates. His, that was yes, it. except yeah, that's such what a it. character, man, such a character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. universe so big. Igor Brizgalov. <laughs> name Igor. Oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. Every Russian player is Igor. Oh, 100%. If I can't pronounce it, it's Igor. The Sharks uh, D yeah. has been lacking ever since. Sorry, this chain got 97. The Sharks D has been lacking ever since Robinson left the Sharks organization. I'd say ever since Kyle left the organization, but that's Ooh. just me. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Dougie Murray when when he left the organization. Oh, crankshaft. Oh, crankshaft. Yeah, Doug, right? yeah, Douglas Murray was awesome. Tank. Yeah. 
I saw a crankshaft jersey at the tank uh, last year when I went to the Dallas Stars game when Pavelski came back. I was yep. like, oh, this that's fucking me. The name was Crankshaft. Like, yep. he, did, he didn't have Murray. He had a custom name with Crankshaft put on there. <laughs> that's and, amazing. Yeah. Rafi Torres and, and Douglas Murray, the second those guys leave the organization. Now, I know Rafi Torres had his illegal hits, but like there's still that grit. This team is just a bunch of old men. On ice at this I won't, point. I won't. I won't say Raffy. Yeah, I'll say yeah. just crank. I'll just say crankshaft. Yeah, <laughs> Raffy was a fucking animal. That guy was he a madman. Yeah, um, he tried to kill people on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> <it> was... <laughs> yeah, but Pretty you need much. that that intimidation. Oh fuck, thirteens on the ice. I'm out of here. Shift yep. change. Let's yeah. go. Well, and I heard coaches also when he would be traded to teams were like, oh fuck this guy, like he can't play. And then like during playoffs and stuff, he'd he'd actually show his skill and play that rough side. And coaches were like, holy shit. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, he this? was drafted fifth overall. I mean, the guy's yep. got some skill. Yep. Yeah, he just left his feet a little too often. <laughs> yeah, he did. Just a yeah. little too right? often. Just a little bit too much. Jesus. All right, so uh, let, let's move on here. I want to talk about the Kevin LeBanc uh, re-signing. Four years, 4.73 per, per season, uh, total of $18.9 million. Uh, people have mixed emotions about this one. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a little bit rich. I honestly did. I really thought he was going to come in at like 3.5. I think I've said uh, previously in the season, but he comes out at 4.7. Uh, Nick, you're uh, motioning a bunch of shit over there. I'm sure you got something to say about this. Oh, it's just fucking money. I'm just making oh, okay. it rain. Making LeBank it rain. cashed in. LeBake walked into these negotiations. Like I took a million dollars last year, last year after 56 points. Give me my fucking money now. But <laughs> I still, I still think Jumbo Joe paid him under the table, but that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> yeah. He was, here you go. I or took Carlos two and a half. Million. There you go. It, yeah. But yeah. uh, I don't know, Nick, what, what do you think about this contract? I ran into a couple of guys on Twitter who had like a good like uh, hindsight type of situation. Whereas if you include last year, it's like, oh, OK, it's actually a good deal. because It's only like nineteen point nine million dollars over the five years. So it actually makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. But that's not how this works. He's going to get three point was no four point seven three million dollars a year. Like that's insanely large for a right winger who's going to be middle six but at the same time they're paying him off of projections and not off of what he's done yes he had a 40 point season two years ago he had a 56 point season uh last year they're paying him off of as doug wilson said to be a 60 point player okay yeah he had those numbers with minimal time on ice and i had a couple examples i sent to you dylan earlier you look at uh younger players in his age range and what they're making around 45 to 60 points per year you have the likes of uh nikolai ellers you have brock besser you have miko rantanen you have william nylander right so nylander's making like what's he what's he making from right here what i'm saying like nine he's got a 6.9 million dollar cap hit uh besser has a 5.8 million dollar cap hit and then just for shits and giggles tj oshi he's 32 years old completely different type of player right but 5.7 million dollars cap hit so if you're basing it off of projections for the future, if he's even a 50-point type of guy and he's running the first two lines and he's getting the time on ice to produce, sure, it makes total sense. But if you base it off of last year's stats, this is a complete overpayment. Well, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but those examples that you gave, I feel like all those guys are just a step above Kevin LeBanc. Like, I, yeah, I honestly I mean, would not take... as good as defensively as half of those guys I mentioned, right? But yeah. if we're just basing it off of points, which is what totally. everybody wants to talk about, his points, his points, his points. So, okay, we'll base him off his fucking points then. 
Yeah, because I mean, last season was nothing to brag about. I mean, yeah, I'm, he I, got like fifty six dollars for every point he scored, or something like it. Did it just didn't make any sense? Like, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's Doug Wilson betting on him being better. And if the contract, if he turns into a fifty point, even a fifty point scorer, then he's worth the four point seven. But you got to give him the ice time, and you got to implement him into a more offensively oriented system and that's i feel like with rocky thompson coming in as associate coach and i feel like with the way that bob bugner wants to run his system based on what i'm seeing they're going to be a lot more offensively oriented than they are going to be defensive just just my opinion and, and yeah. from what i've read yeah i mean I, I think it was rich this isn't a kind of contract that's going to kill your team because it's you know it's under five million but uh yeah he's gonna have to really step it up jesus kyle you got the got the hell's angels riding in behind you um i oh i P- producer pigeons motioning to me he's got some news here oh, no. one year eight million dollars taylor hall to the buffalo Sabres. wow wow, wow. <laughs> one year, all these one mil. year contracts going around this year in free agency i mean oh, we know why right guys we know why because the caps seattle. are going up well seattle no, i don't know about seattle it's corona seattle. season i don't think i don't think it has anything to do with seattle it's not it's not vegas golden knights all over again yeah, they don't want anybody to have these players for free. Like, right? It, well, you get. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think it's that. I mean, there's some. There's something there. I mean, it, it, to me, this is all about money. Do you mean because yeah. does does Buffalo have a chance to win the cup? I mean, who knows? Because the season has started, but I just I think it's a money grab right now because the the cap is flat, and a yeah. lot a lot of teams can 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 give a player like Taylor Hall eight million dollars. There's only a few that probably could. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't name one. I even know Buffalo had eight million bucks in cap space. The Sharks don't have that. No. So you know he wasn't coming here on a one-year, one million dollar deal like Thornton or Marlowe might. No. But he's not that type of player anymore. I mean, so it's it's again, it's it's, to me, it's a money grab right now. Well, at his age, I'm just surprised he didn't go for term, honestly. But where? Well, you gotta think. No one's given any out, and no one's given any term out. No, like it's Taylor Hall teams. though. Like I, I think some teams would be willing to give him term. I mean, Jacob Mark has got term, and he's a goalie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's an impact goalie, player, right? Well, and Chris, okay, how, Chris Tanev, <laughs> a, another Calgary example, just got four years, four point five. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a different pay scale, but there are teams giving out term right now, and I got to think that there are one or two teams willing to give him, say, three, four years. There's got to be some other reason he wants to go to Buffalo, maybe. <laughs> To get eight million dollars, put this way: to get eight million dollars, that's not a show me contract. Do I mean a one year show me contract? That yeah. is that is a money grab, in my opinion. But to he, play he's maybe getting his, I feel like he's getting his eight mil right, and then he's gonna play top line minutes. Yep. And he's gonna find a team, maybe Seattle, that'll sign yep. him in free agency as their captain yep. to 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 get term at that point to get five yeah. years maybe six years at x amount of dollars per year with a full no move clause or, or, or edmonton those lines. what if he goes back to edmonton have the cap space right. next year to assign to, to afford taylor hall that's i they don't even have any cap space right now and, and the thing is once you play at edmonton you just don't want to come back i'm sorry well, unless you're taylor hall. <laughs> uh, yeah. he has some weird attachment to that place yeah i don't know i don't know Interesting uh, signing. Interesting free agency overall. Honestly, it's uh, been a crazy couple. Are you, are, Kyle, are you recording next to the track? Fast as fuck. Hey, I thought Fast Fridays was canceled. Kyle, what's going on up there? Are you, are you next to the highway? Where are you right now? 
Well, no, I'm I'm actually outside of uh, my mother-in-law's uh, where she works. Oh, okay. So, so there's a road just right here that it's a it's a popular uh, biker road, and there's a stop sign right here, but it's I mean it they basically re- it doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, the California yeah, stop. You just kind of yeah, look around that's all for a is. cop, and you just fucking rail it. You just yep. wide open. It's awful. <laughs> Uh, so let's, uh, we have one last, uh, Sharks topic here. I just want to jump into quickly. Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton. Do you guys think one of them returns? Do you think both of them return to the lineup? My opinion is hockey wise. It doesn't make sense. I mean, adding two old guys to, to the roster again. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, I understand there's a lot of emotions between, you know, the people of San Jose, the fans and having Joe Thornton on the team. But we got to start looking forward. We got to turn the page here. We got to let you know young players get into the lineup and break through. And you're just not going to do that if you're taking up a roster spot with uh, older guys. And let's be honest, like they're not going to put up 20 goals. I mean, these they're four third line guys right now. So I, I don't see the benefit of bringing them back. Uh, Kyle, what what do you think? You know, I even uh, there's also like you said is 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 there's a sentimental value that goes into that as well. And that's DW and the players. I think, can they add something? Are they playing fourth line minutes? Are they playing third line minutes? I mean, but you have a Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe on your team is, is, I mean, they're going to take up your second line power play. So again, it's, it's not giving the younger guys that need to develop more being in those situations and giving it to maybe somebody that's on the back end of their career. So I, I agree. I mean, it, it's again, it's, it's where the sharks going. To me, if they sign them both, they're they're st- they're stagnant. They're staying the same. And I love both players. Do you know what I mean? But again, for me, it's sentimental value more so than a hockey related value. And to me, if they're doing a full reset, rebuild, whatever you want to call it, is you can't have both. And I, I actually, I'd I'd rather them just move on, get younger, get faster. Because, again, it's, it's, what are you holding on for? I, I just don't see the Sharks. I can see them playing, but I just don't see the Sharks in a position to help them win a cup instead of maybe signing them to trade them again, or at least Marlowe, because uh, yeah. Thornton never got traded, to a mm-hmm. contender and getting a fourth or a sixth or an eighth round pick. I just don't see it right now. Yeah, at that point, you're just turning – those $1 million contracts into like future draft capital. Yep. If you're just going to trade them away at the deadline to contenders, that's all this is. This is yep. just like a, a loop. A cycle. Yeah, it's a yeah, cycle. It, yeah. It's just a cycle. And it's yep. like he said, you're not moving forward. You're not moving on. You're like yep. a crazy ex-girlfriend. You're just not letting go <laughs> of these guys. And that's not, you can't stage five clean these guys anymore. They're in the, yep. the twilight of the twilight of their career. Yeah, and that's not a dig on these players either because they nope. were fucking amazing and they're sure both all like, both hey but to me they're both Hall of Famers. No matter yeah, if they sure, win a hundred percent first ballot for Jumbo easily, yep. and then yep. Marlowe's right there with him. So yep. you're not you're not dogging on their game yep. in their prime. You're looking forward. Okay, you have Jumbo taking away time on the third line and the second power play. Would that be better to go to a player like Dylan Gambrell, right. who was developing better, who was yep. the fourth line center, and then they were like, "Wait, this kid's got some skill. He's like, he's like a, a less impactful Joe Pavelski per se." Yep. You know, it's at this point if you're just gonna do that, you're telling everybody, or if you're gonna sign one or both of them, you're just telling everybody that you're just you're not gonna win it this year. To me, you're, hold, you're just holding on. 
Yeah, you're, you're holding on. You're, you don't plan on necessarily competing for the chance at the Stanley Cup, and you just want to use this as a transitional year to maybe trade them at the deadline, acquire another pick, and use it later on. And it's just you, you got to move on at some point. You, you yep. really have to. Yeah, I mean, both uh, had amazing careers here uh, for the Sharks. But, yeah, I agree. Time to move on. Give some of the younger guys a chance here. I mean, I think everyone's kind of come to to the conclusion that we're not going to compete next year for the Cup. So you might as well throw the young guys out there. See what you actually have. Chango uh, does it, not agree. Uh, Chango coming yeah. in here. Hot. Oh, oh God, Chango. I, I got a uh, really. I got a uh, a quote from my old high school baseball coach when we were losing in like our senior year. He said, "If I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose young, because <laughs> you're giving the young guys experience. And if you're gonna lose, why are you gonna lose with these guys who have either big contracts or at the end of their their lifespan or their their career per se in the NHL." Give yeah. these younger guys the NHL experience. And back to what Changot97 was saying about the players not stepping up. I saw a handful of Barracuda games last year. It's very difficult to establish fluidity and cohesiveness as a, as a young team like that when six players are being moved up and down throughout the roster because of the massive amount of injuries that the Sharks suffered last year. Yeah. That's just a, just as a bit of a, a comment on him saying that the AHL players or the younger players didn't perform that well when they were both brought up as well as in the AHL. And as far as, you know, having them as leaders in the room for the young guys, I mean, we got other, other players that can fill in that spot. I, I don't yeah. think you bring them back just for that. So you mean, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this though, is, is a lot of the Barracuda players could be on the first line on the Barracuda. Mm-hmm. And when they come to the Sharks, they're going to be on the third line mm-hmm. and the fourth line. So they are different roles. Yeah, exactly. And to me, and to me is I don't see anybody on the Barracuda right now that can step up to be a first line uh, no. anywhere. A first line traded player. them all away. They're gone. Exactly. They're so, so, so again, it's, it's, it's to me is, is you got to move forward. You got to move younger. You got to move faster. And so that's where I say is, you know what? There's some things that the Sharks and their fan base is going to have to realize is that those two older players, are they adding or subtracting from what the Sharks eventually want to do? And to me, that's winning the cup. Yeah. But I can't – I mean, both players aren't going to be here, in my opinion, in three or four years when the Sharks legitimately have a chance, hopefully, to compete again for the Stanley Cup. Unless they get lucky, unless they, you know, other teams get injured. But I just yeah. – I, I don't see it right now. It would require a full bill, like just a full clean bill of health for the yep. Sharks to even make a deep playoff run. Yep. And I, I said this before, it was a uh, – I put their ceiling, their their fucking ceiling for wins is like forty nine, and that's a shot, right? Oh, and that's, that's forty nine wow. wins. Shoot for the stars, that a, Nick. That is an 80, asterisk, right? Is, Nobody is eight, fucking hurt. Eighty two game season, forty nine. Yeah, wins? yeah. This is this is an eighty two game season. We're talking. You're about having forty nine wins next year with zero injuries All throughout right, the gotcha. entire year. That's the asterisk. Yeah. Wow. Before you guys jump on my fucking back, <laughs> yeah, that they is got some good wins, down there in Cali, No injuries, zero wow. injuries. The yeah, it's floor, not have it. mid twenties. Yeah. Anyone gets hurt in the top six, we're fucked. We have yeah. no depth. We yeah. traded away our depth. We didn't even re-sign our depth. Balsers is gone. Josh Norris is gone. Milkman is gone. Barkley Goodrow is gone. Everyone's fucking gone. Even on the back, even on the the blue line. Brendan Dillon's gone. Justin Braun's gone to Philly. 
Dylan DeMello's gone with Winnipeg. All these names that everyone wants to bring up and maybe we can bring them back. No, no, we're bad. You got to get used to it. We are <laughs> yeah, a shit team out right prizes. now. Yeah. You get yeah. a shark. You get a shark. You all yeah. get a shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're fucking tossing them out. This is the Oprah Winfrey shark yeah. show. Like, we're, yeah. everyone gets a fucking shark. And yeah. yes, they serve, They have a good core still with Couture, with Kane, with Meyer. With They're Hurl. getting older like, too. Yeah, it, and at the same time, it's like, when are you going to be able to actually contend? Which is uh, why Ferraro, is I see Ferraro is Dylan. Ferraro wishes he could be Dylan. Yeah, Ferraro no. does not have the size nor the physicality to be Dylan. No. And I, I'm just going to say that right now. He's got more scoring potential for sure. He's an offensive defenseman. That's but, what they have already. Yeah, we have a plenty yeah. of fucking offensive defensemen. Yes. Plenty of them. We got two yeah. of them in the in the Barracuda with the Simon and 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 Merkley. We've got enough of them on the on the uh, in the actual like sorry on the Sharks roster. We need to be more defensively sound, and, and that's just plain and simple. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with all that. I, I love it. Uh, let's uh, let's quickly touch on free agency. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I just want to know from you guys what contracts really stood out to you. What what signings really stood out to you uh, this free agency? Kyle, I'll, I'll start with you. What kind of jumped out on the page? T.J. Brody. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a big contract. Uh, yeah. Markstrom from Calgary. You I mean shit? Uh, freaking Minnesota. Hey, uh, where's produce? Where's <laughs> producer pigeon. pigeon? Jesus Christ, what was up with that? Well, what do you have to say for yourself? Listen yeah. to us uh, at uh, seven thirty Pacific time. <laughs> yeah. There's a five thirty Pacific time on the Soda Pod. We'll give you the full rundown. There yeah, you I mean, go. No I mean, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of goalie trades. I mean. Uh, Lundqvist going to Washington, I never, I never saw, but I liked, I liked the signing. Yeah. Um, I mean, but again, there's some even small ones. You I mean even trades is, is Domi to Columbus. I mean, and then he signed a new year, uh, new deal. So there's a lot of of major players moving that are signing good contracts. But to me, TJ Brody was one of the biggest ones I saw that was I was surprised. Yeah, and for TJ Brody, I mean, compared to the market, I mean, he yeah. he, he hit a home run, honestly. Yeah, Krug to St. Louis. You know what? Krug deserves to be paid too. And, and yeah. from from what I heard that went on in Boston and they reneged on his contract for seven years, I don't blame him for moving on and getting paid. But again, he's got seven, was it seven years? Is you yeah, know that's good for him. Yeah. I mean, Petri, I'll be surprised when uh P, is it Petriangelo goes somewhere and he hasn't signed yet. I mean, if t- Taylor Hall's done now, then he should be next. God, I hope it's not Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I my mean, God. Sharks should hope, too. <laughs> All right. It's be Vegas. The, the it's going to be Vegas. Yeah, the one that surprised me was Tyson Berry. I mean, earlier yeah. in the season, people were talking about this guy getting between, I don't know, 6 and $9 million on a long-term deal, you know, between six and seven years. Turns out he gets just under $4 million on a one-year contract with the Edmonton Oilers, very comparable to TJ Brody. And he, he got more money and more term. I don't know. That one surprised me. I I thought more teams would uh, be clamoring at his services and maybe, you know, be willing to dish out three, four seasons at, you know, maybe five, $6 million, but it didn't happen. Apparently he took a pay cut and decided to go to Edmonton. One of the worst decisions anybody can make. Why? Uh, Krug bad mouthing Boston. Hmm. Uh, got 97 says, plus Krug is bad-mouthing Boston. I wonder if McLaren has some insight on Boston I think he management. he was just bad-mouthing because they wouldn't pay him. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. bad-mouthing. They just wouldn't they, pay him his money. 
they offered him a contract from what I heard from him is they offered him a contract at the beginning of the season and they reneged on it at the end of the season. Um, you mean, I know I, my roommate was Don Sweeney, who's the general manager for Boston right now for almost five years. So I don't, I trust the Boston Bruin management more now with Cam Neely and Don Sweeney running it than I did back in the day. Oh, so we know. I, I mean, you've told us on the after hours. <laughs> yes. So again, it's, it, it's, you know, Again, if they're reneging on it for some reason, then then he has every right to be pissed and move on. And you know what? He he got his terms, he got his money. Yeah, go and get your money, man. Go get your money while you can, because you know what? When it's over, it's over. It's like everybody who's upset at Pavelski going to Dallas to get his yep. seven million dollars, bro. Go get your money, man. Yep. Shit, yep. you gotta put he, food on the table. Yeah, he wasn't get. He wasn't get. I mean, I I missed him on the Sharks. I wish yeah. he was still on the Sharks because they missed they missed that mark of the next replacement for him. Yeah, tell me about it. But you know what? He took he took over the leadership in Dallas and look how far he got him. And you know what? He wasn't the captain or uh, I don't know if he was assistant captain, but he was a leader on that team. Look how yeah, far he, they went. Yeah, he was a leader on that team, no doubt. I yep. mean, even Corey Perry. Yep. Even right? Corey Perry yeah. showed signs of leadership for that. Uh, for right? once. Just for sounds once. bad. It's just a bad taste. Uh, Ashley Langda, big shout out. First time listening. Love it. Thanks, Welcome Ashley. The, appreciate well, it. Welcome to the shit show. For me, it's it was been Josh Anderson show this this week. Production. Yeah. Thank you, everything. producer Pitts. It's it's, yeah. it's the sh- it's the shark show. Oh, there you yeah, go. Oh, there the you San Jose Sharks. I mean, what the Sharks? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick, well, what was your uh, craziest signing? Uh, most recently, Taylor Hall. Yeah. Why? Well, <laughs> I mean, we, we touched on it earlier. We don't really have to talk about it now. But like, why though? What? I want to talk. I want to DM him on Twitter and be like. But why? Like, just, like I want. I just want to know one reason. But um, Josh Anderson, you want to talk about Kevin LeBanc getting yeah. fucking overpaid? Let's cool. talk about Anderson's five and a half million dollar yeah. contract. Okay, I mean, just term, term, what term, the term, hell? Term, like the term, term. exactly. Like, yep. here's the, the thing: I love the, the player, guy, but holy shit, five I, and a half mil in a I, black I love cap, the like player. Kyle said. No. Yeah. You know, he he's a bigger guy. He can score. He's he's kind of a power forward, I'd say. Oh yeah, definitely. But you know, last season he didn't have great numbers, and it's not at all. You know, he doesn't have a big enough track record for me to dish out that kind of term to a guy like that. So no. it was, and then the fact that Max Domi only got a two-year deal after being traded. I mean, yeah, that I just kind like of put the room. That I blame Josh Anderson for Kevin LeBanc's contract. Okay, <laughs> LeBanc went into those negotiations. It's like. What is this? Yeah, oh, true. Fuck, I guess you got us there, don't you? So, yeah. What Bejavin yeah. wants, Bejavin gets. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> As the old saying go. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break here, and on the other side, we're gonna dive into our Twitter poll question and some Twitter questions uh, from the at Stick Hungry Pod account. We'll catch up with you on the other side.
Now we had to play that because producer Pigeon was actually the Red Power Ranger in that video. Um, <laughs> that, and, and he's getting he's getting drunk on set here too. I don't know. I don't know about this guy. I know we signed him to a long term deal, but I might have to buy him out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus! Move, pile <laughs> for Christ's sake! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's great, right? All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get this back on track here. Uh, the Twitter poll question, uh, which you can find on Twitter at Stick Hungry Pod. Uh, what does everyone think of Kevin LeBanks' new contract? The options were overpayment, fair deal, and underpayment. Overpayment took this one at fifty-two percent. Fair deal at forty-seven and underpayment at one percent. I'd like to know who that uh, who that person was. They've but been uh, the it was me. that's what they've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's really tight though. Overpayment, like I said, at fifty-two. Fair deal at forty-seven. I'm kind of somewhere in between. So uh, I get the results here. They make sense to me. Yeah, it has the it has every opportunity to be both. I don't think it's ever going to be an underpayment. Like I touched on a little earlier, it could easily be an overpayment if he's just a 30-point guy, like easily. But it could easily be a fair deal if he's at 50 points. So it's it, it all depends on the future. We're we're lebanking on the future of this damn contract. Oh, oh, wow. This, this yes. guy, wow. this guy. Yes. I need I need oh, producer Pigeon to give city. me a, a dad joke counter because I'm gonna fucking ring. <laughs> I think he just that. hit one of his bonuses in the contract. Wow. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It can be either one, and that's why the the well, we had 259 votes on that when it closed. That's why it was so split. Totally, Kyle. Uh, what, what do you think? Overpayment, fair deal. Which one would you vote on? I I, I, I I hope you did vote. I didn't vote. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, God. Election <laughs> coming out, Kyle. Either. You got to vote. You got to right? vote, Kyle. It would have been 220, right, instead of 219. <laughs> My God. Um, no, you know what? I, I, I think I mean, time will tell. I mean, right now, if, if I looked at the deal, to me, he's a little bit overpaid. Um, I mean, if, if he's not getting 50 to 60 points, I mean, to me, that's that's four and a half to five and a half million bucks right there a year. But if he's getting 20 to 30, that's a little overpaid. And, but is I'll go back to my original statement with Joe and, and Patty is, is he needs a chance to play. He needs a chance to be on the power play every single time, every single night, chance to penalty kill a little bit and be on every situation five on five. So again, is right now it's a little bit overpaid, but if he earns it, it's going to have to come with between 50 and 60, 65 points a year. And consistently, I, think, I mean, he has to learn yeah. to develop to play an offensive game, and plus a two-way game. I mean, he has, to, he has to come back and play defensive game too. So, to me, that's where you're going to earn more money, is if you're a two-way player. And right now, is he's a little inconsistent on the defensive side of it, because we all know what he can do when when he's on the offense. But again, is if you're going to earn that money, is is it's a show me. So again, it's I hope he does it, or else it's going to be way overpaid, in my opinion. Yeah, his biggest critique is his lack of defensive awareness and how many times he's sprung forwards on a two-on-one, you know, both him and Burns, per se. But, yeah, I feel like you give him that power play time. Look what he did. Uh, Everyone remembers Game 7 against Vegas. He had three assists and a fucking goal in that five minutes. So we know what he can do on that right side. We yep. just got to take advantage of it. We got to give him those first-line power play minutes. Use it. I mean, use them. I mean, that's the thing is use them. Yeah, if you're paying him that much, you got to use them. Guys, I uh, I got to bring this up. Steve actually sent me a DM with a picture of the most amazing jacket ever. 
It's his. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Look oh, at yeah. that thing. Jesus. Oh my Look god. Look at the schnoz on that shark. <laughs> <laughs> Holy. Oh man, Steve, Shadow if you can get shark. that. Yeah. Oh Steve, my I will god. In the studio office. <laughs> Steve, I'll I'll never take it off. I will go to sleep in that thing. That that is a thing of beauty. That is a warm jacket for some long Canadian winter nights. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Could literally sleep in an igloo in just that. Yeah, <laughs> you could. So uh, good find, Steve. Good find. Uh, let's move on to some Twitter questions. Um, I'll start off with Willie Willie's Matt. <laughs> I think it's Wilsey. Matt Wilsey. Wilsey Will- Matt. Matt. Oh, okay. There we go. Wilsey Matt. I just read that wrong. Um, he <laughs> wants to know: Does Doug Wilson get fired if the Sharks miss the playoffs? We needed a top six right wing. We needed to dump salary and to improve goaltending. He did none of that. Hey, now, Devin hey, hey, we got Devin Dubnik, so I don't know yeah. if that uh, swayed your Double opinion at all. for Devin Dub. Right? Yeah, uh, I'll start with you, Nick. What, what do you think about this? Does Doug Wilson get fired from the Sharks? Not if we miss the playoffs this year, no. Uh, it's maybe in three years. If we're not contending again for a cup, I mean, it's got to go hand-in-hand with the contracts he handed out with Bugner <coughs> and, and the rest of the coaching staff. So he gave he gives them all three years – uh, three-year contracts then he basically has a three-year contract because if he can't get this team back to where they were in you know basically last 20 years and contending and being in the playoffs every year and being that western powerhouse then he'll be fired but after this year no i just don't see it happening because of how they're treating this year yeah kyle what do you think well how many chances oh, i hate to say this how many chances are you gonna get yeah they've, they've made the cup finals once right They've made the Western. We've we've made the Western Conference a couple times. So to me, it's it's, it's there's some sometimes. Shout out senti- to Vancouver for that, right? Some <laughs> yeah, sometimes sentimental value again is is even the owner, uh, Hasser. I mean, again, is, is they're kind of tight. So to me, Doug Wilson kind of runs the show right now. But you know, it, maybe it, maybe it's time for a new voice. Maybe it's time for somebody that is hasn't been around the organization forever. I mean, I can name one ex sharks player that probably be jumping in at the, the, I wouldn't say jumping out a bit, but coming in as GM, but I'm not going to see him right now because Doug oh. Wilson's right there. Say uh, it. Come, come on. on. You know, all that build up, bits. all that build up oh. and nothing. All right, fine. How about, how about Ricci? Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I like Do you it. I mean, like somebody coming in that, that you I mean still knows the guys, but coming in there and you know, he's been around the organization forever, but I mean, I can't see Ola Nolan doing it to me. Ricci's the only one that's been around that has, the insights of, of the pulse of the team. So, but I just don't see, I just don't see, I mean, what I, what I like, I mean, again, if, they, if they don't compete in three years, I agree with you. Yes. But I just don't see Hasser doing that. I, I just, I don't, I, I've known their connection forever. Yeah. I just, you know, I just don't see that happening, but I also kind of want to see it happening on the other end. Cause again, this is, if this team's going to get off the schneid, something has to change right now. I'm hoping this draft is the changing point for the organization moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what's the defin- definition of insanity? Just doing the same shit over and over and expecting a different result. You know, you, yep. DW can only do so much. Just in his defense, he can't go out there and score the goals and stop the pucks. He can bring in the coaches, and you have a lot of uh, controversy around Todd McLellan and how he wasted the prime years of this team. Um, and 
but yeah, I mean, I believe we got a message from State of Hoppy saying that the GM gets three years because the coach get three, the coach got three years. Yeah, I have to say so in a sense, and I agree with Kyle. Like maybe a complete change of pace and a change of scenery is what this team needs, but I don't think it's gonna happen after you miss the playoffs this year. Yeah. It's too transitional. You got an expansion draft. You got flat cap. You got COVID. There's too many asterisks and one offs and in the and all the stuff that's going on around the league and around the world right now yeah. for you to just dump a good gm yes he hasn't won a cup he's doing that for i like that long. good good he's, GM. He's, a, he's a good gm and yeah and another comment coming in from chain got 97 off of twitter is doug wilson jr not groomed to be a new gm no i, I think he's more like uh what he's doing now and scouting yep. and it, it, he'll be the director of player personnel or something yep. like that i mean he is still being groomed by tim burke to still have uh, great decisions with scouting and the players or the the scouts that they send out and who they draft from. So I feel like he's going to cement himself in that role. But as far as a GM, maybe within the next three years, the Sharks need to do what Minnesota is doing now and bring in mm -hmm. a guy like Bill Guerin to just say, fuck Shake it, it I'm up. taking over. I'm getting yeah. my own head coach. I'm getting this. I'm getting that. And I feel like that's why he's attached to Bob Bugner's term. Well, that was a good question. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Isha Jerome at VI Sports Talk. Who the fuck is that? He that guy's a legend, by the way. I don't <laughs> know if you ever that guy's a pigeon. A He's got, what, like a 1,000 followers on Twitter? Um, 1,036. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know a lot about this guy. Uh, he wants to know, who is the better team? The Canucks, the Wild, or the Sharks? Kyle, I'll start, I'll start with you. That's easy. Vancouver, in my opinion. I mean, they, they have some young guns. They, they added some pieces. They got a freaking uh, Holpe, which to me is probably one of the better goaltenders out of the three teams we're talking about. Um, but they have all the pieces in place right now. To me, is if they had to go and execute. And, I mean, if, if Demko can uh, do what he did in the playoffs and repeat that on a regular basis for maybe an 82-game season and have uh, Holpe kind of fill in when he has to, because Holpe, to me, is not the starter. He's going to play maybe 20, 30 games. But to me, they're, they're betting on Demko to be, to be their starter with this young team, an up-and-coming team. So to me, it's, it's, it's a clear-cut choice right now is Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of question marks around that team. I mean, Jacob Markstrom was the MVP for the Vancouver Chris Canucks. Is gone. Uh, yeah. Gone. yeah, they What's I the mean, they, Tyler, like, Tyler Toffoli's gone. Like, uh, they lost a lot of pieces. And, yeah. you know, I feel like they were maybe a half step above the Minnesota Wild last season, but I feel like they took half a step back. So I feel like those teams are very equal. And I put the San Jose Sharks just under them. I mean, I, I don't see the Sharks making the playoffs. I mean, these three teams honestly are very, very close in my opinion. So it's, I don't know, it's a tough one. For me, it's between the Canucks and the Wild. Uh, Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Vancouver last year, if you're just looking at Van uh, like last year, I feel like Vancouver's technically just a cut above them easily. But they lost a lot of pieces. They lost Jacob Markstrom. We don't know what the status is with Vertanen, you said as well, Toffoli. I don't know. I just I still feel like Vancouver is the better team. And then you skip, and then there's Minnesota and San and uh, San Jose right there next to each other. Yeah. I can't confidently say that that San Jose isn't going to be trash. I feel like if they're completely healthy, they have every opportunity to be not bad. But they're <coughs> not going to be amazing, and yeah. that's just my opinion, of course. But uh, next question: uh, State of Hoppy. Follow him on Twitter at State of Hoppy. Uh, he wants to know where is Donato 
lining up. I'm going to say third line center for the San Jose Sharks. What do you guys think? Yep, third line. I'm, a, I'm the same way. Third line. I, I think it's a pretty easy fit, honestly. Yeah. 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 It, it all depends on Jumbo, right? If Jumbo resigns, yeah. he's not going to be the third line center. He's going to be a left wing. But it, he has the ability to crack the top six if he plays amazing. <coughs> like the easy um, week one, or sorry, not week one. Sorry, I got football in the brain. The easy, <laughs> like day one game, he'll be third line, easily center or left wing. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm going to call it 20 goals for Donato. 20 goals. But how many points? Ooh. I don't know. I'm, I'm just putting it on They're the goals. 20 goals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, 20 25 goals. points, five assists. Uh, Write it down. Write it down. 20 goals. Go. 50, 50 bucks on that one. Uh, take that to Reno, Kyle. Uh, right? Nicholas Egan. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Red Shark Pack. He wants to know who will be the Sharks' sixth D-man this year. Um, that's that's a tough one. That that is a tough one. I, I'm gonna throw. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I know we talked about him earlier in the episode. Fuck it. Throw Ryan Merkley in there. Oh, let's let's see what let's see what he can do. Honestly, Merkley. because what other pieces do we really have to throw in there? We've got that first eight games, right? Nick to Simon. That's all we have. I mean, yeah. Yeah, if you would have asked me this question a week ago, I would have said Trevor Van Riemsdyk, but he decided to go take 800K with the Capitals. So now <laughs> I'm pissed. It's like, I don't know. It's it's the Simon or it's I think we still have Tim Heat, or we have a couple of different qualifying offers heading out to different people. It's going to, with the $3 million we have left, it's going to be somebody off the wall that if it's not anyone in the organization. So I can't even put a name to it right now. It's, it's yeah. kind of frustrating. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather go with a younger defenseman to develop his uh, confidence, the chemistry with the guys that are above him. And to me, it'll be the sixth and seventh defenseman kind of swinging in and out and I, again I, I don't know the names of a lot of barracuda either so you know it's it, it to me it's gonna be a revolving door yeah. to give guys experience and see who kind of it's like throwing shit on a wall what, what what's, what's gonna stick we're gonna see what sticks boys <laughs> right but again it's, it's, that's not a bad way to do it because it yeah. is they have to develop these younger players and give them a chance to see if they're actually NHL level ready because you went playing the AHL compared to the NHL it is not like uh, like a one step above. No. You're talking ten steps above, and the quickness and the players, and I mean, you're playing against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You, do you really want an 18 year old out there that has never played a game? But I also want him playing the game to learn what it takes to play against a Tampa Bay Lightning or a St. Louis Blues or the Vancouver Canucks. You know I mean, so again, or or Vegas, right? But again, is in order to play against those teams, you need that experience. Mm-hmm. Even as an 18 year old or a 20 year old, compared to uh, bringing in somebody that's 35 that's been there, done that, you know what you're getting. Because then, like, what do you have in your farm system? Like, why do you even have a farm system to develop these players? Yeah, I mean, we, we re signed Jacob Middleton to a two year, two way. So at the least, he will be the guy that will slot in. And then, yeah. I'm, again, I'm terrible with names. I think it was Pasichnuk is another name that's being thrown out there. There's just. I, I won't even try that name. He, he's another even... Igor as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anything quality if you're just yep. boiling it down to, to what it is. We're having nothing quality is going to be put on that line with Mario Ferraro because the lines are pretty much going to be, as far as the defense goes, you're going to have Shimek with Burns because yep. they complement each other's play style. You're going to have Carlson and Vlasic because they had some of the best. I think it was Corsi score out there for a defenseman pair. But then you have Mario Ferraro, who is our up-and-coming, you know, premier defenseman. Like, 
Who are you going to pair with him that's going to complement his style? Or it's just going to be like Kyle said, it's going to be a revolving door of five D men and then seeing what sticks. Yep. Ryan Merkley, I'm calling it. Throw him in there. Another one. <laughs> Write it down. Write it down. Ryan Merkley. Twenty goals for Donato and Ryan. Merkley. <laughs> uh, awesome questions, though. I, I love it when the uh, when the fans get involved on our Twitter segment. Um, I, I think this is a, probably a good time to end off the episode. This has actually been a, a been a fairly long one, almost an hour and a half. Yeah, we've um, had a lot of shit happened this last week, guys. We got yeah. a lot of, you know, we've we've, we've had nothing for like four months, five months, and finally something happened, so we just had to get it all out. Well, so many yeah. Twitter questions and so many live questions too. So thanks yeah. to everybody tuning in. Yeah, hey, no, and my and my mic worked this week, so I'm happy about that. Carry on top, baby. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um. All right, guys. Uh, do you have any last thoughts before we end off the podcast here? Yeah, really quick, I had a guy who was uh, talking about buying a new Sharks jersey. He didn't know who he was going to get or where he was going to buy it from. If you go to poolhockey.com and you use code THPN, you get 20% off of your next purchase. That's THPN. It equates to about $45 uh, American dollars. So go Sweet. use that. It, they have hand-stitched and pre-stitched options. They're wonderful, and the shipping's great. I believe it's free shipping on a majority of orders. So hit that up. Nick, we don't pay you nearly enough for this. We really don't. What an ad read. What an ad read. Yeah. Uh, let's, wow. <laughs> this has been a fun one, though, guys. Uh, before we end off, though, let's give a shout-out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the Stick Hungry Podcast at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Pod Net. And, Nick, where can the fans find you? You can find me at Nick Floor underscore. That's F-L-O-H-R. Soon to be 94. Uh, Kyle, where can the fans find you? Season two. McLaren underscore K. I'll just say something, too. Uh, shout out to the fans. I got engaged last week to uh, my girl that I've been uh, dating oh, for five years. So uh, it's all good. Awesome. Congrats, man. That's Congratulations, Kyle. Yeah. Marriage, yeah. right? It's, it's awesome. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that calls for another trip to Reno. Let's do yeah, it. Right? Let's go. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking Vegas, but not Vegas. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just Vegas, but not not yeah. Vegas. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's that's awesome though. Correct. Congrats, man. Um, we have one last Twitter handle actually to uh, to okay. shout out. You can follow producer Pigeon at producer underscore Pigeon. Great, uh, great work today. I mean, you were anything but a pigeon today. Amazing, amazing stuff. <laughs> All right, guys, this has been a fun episode. Let's hope some more Sharks news comes down the pipeline here. But, I mean, I don't know if uh, Doug Wilson is going to be too active from now on. Um, <laughs> Chankot97 says, remember the key words. Yes, yes dear. dear. Yes, dear. Awesome. My wife's listening right now. She's yeah, right. Me. You're goddamn right. Those are the words. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> All right, guys. Hopefully, we can get producer T uh, back on the podcast next week. It's actually Canadian Thanksgiving today, so uh, yeah, happy Thanksgiving! Yeah, I'll happy give Thanksgiving him that one. Yeah, up there in the north. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, guys. I think we're good to go. Um, all of our fans, thank you very much for tuning into the live stream and listening to the podcast. We will catch you next week.